are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, over the weekend. Next to John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. We have a very special guest, Mr. Nate Rady in the house. You might say to yourself, who is Nate Rady? Nate Rady is number one U of A football fan out there. He's earned the name Tailgate Nate for a reason. He watched the entire Suns game with me yesterday, and being that he was able to sit through that, I decided that, you know what? As part of the, maybe part of the punishment or the privilege, depending on how you look at it, we were going to have Nate on the podcast. Hello, Nate. Say hello What's to the Locked up? On Locked On podcast. I should add the hashtag not Suns fan. <laughs> Correct. Suns yes. neutral. Nate, Nate is a jazz fan, and you might say, but you know what? Nate and I watched the game together, so we're going to give you our take. First and foremost, uh, this show is brought to you by Built Bar, and you know what? Nate Rady right now is wrestling a little bit with Bruno, and I'll tell you one thing, with the way that hair is coming off Bruno's back, it looks like Bruno could use a built bar right now. But, all right, guys, let's get down into the nitty-gritty here. Um, Nate, we were watching the game, and I told you about how good I felt about everything. We were up 18 in the first quarter, and then basically everything went down from there. This was, this was a devastating loss, fellas. There's no other way to put it. Yes. In a word, yes. And yet after that first quarter, I was with you. I was feeling confident. I was feeling the Suns vibe. And then they pulled the Utah Jazz and stopped <laughs> making baskets. They very quickly blew an 18-point lead and then looked like another team the rest of the night. There is, uh, I- I'm going to provide, if you don't mind, some meaningless history from about 30 years ago. Please do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What Nate just did with his faux sigh is exactly what everybody in the Locked On audience is doing. Oh, jeez, the old guy's going to ramble again. Okay, and, and, and understanding that the NBA game is entirely different. I've mentioned on this podcast before that the two best Suns teams were not the two teams that actually made it to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Two of the three best Suns teams, the teams that should have won titles, had big leads in series against Houston that they blew. Mm -hmm. One of those series was a a 2-0 lead on the road. Mm -hmm. They won two games at Houston. What people forget, probably, you know, or try to block it out of their mind, is that in Game 3 in Phoenix, the Suns led 34 to 21 mm-hmm. in game three. Mm-hmm. It was over mm-hmm. and found a way to blow it at home and then lost the series. The game five matchup against Milwaukee felt a heck of a lot like that. Complete control, dominating, did everything they were supposed to do, and then at some point uh, just defensively couldn't get it done. And I think what is happening in the series, by the way, Spoiler alert, I think the Suns are still going to win this series. I like it. Uh, I like it. But, and we talked about this, this on the last stream caveat you're coming there, with? The, the, the caveat extremators. Okay. Yes, indeed it is. It is. They better, they got to win on Tuesday or else there's no chance. Right? <laughs> wow. I, I'm just sitting back here and listening to you now. I can't top that. <laughs> When, when you bring Nate Nate Radio, you really do. He just cut, he's cut straight, he's cut straight to, to Chase. Now, none of this, none now, of this fluff. What, the beauty of it here is that now we have to fill another 16 or 17 minutes 
with the reality that the Suns need to win Game 6 on Tuesday before there's a Game 7. That is the beauty of sports podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think has been a problem in this series since Game 2 is Middleton and Holiday have been more physical. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a razor-thin edge here. Because consider, the Suns were leading in Game 4 for, and we're the better right. team for most of that game, but couldn't score, game, yeah. couldn't score in the last three minutes. Milwaukee, especially Middleton, hit big buckets. Mm-hmm. Holiday had a bad day, but I think defensively played reasonably well in that game and did some other things that helped them. Middleton obviously scored 40, and that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Game five was very similar, and there were a couple specific moments that came to mind. It was a play fairly late on where where Paul kind of uh, got into trouble, got the ball stripped. There was a loose ball for some reason. It may have been Paul on defense, loose ball. And instead of Paul getting the ball, I think Middleton or Holiday got the ball instead, mm-hmm. provided an extra possession. I think Milwaukee scored. The play of the game in game five, obviously, was when Booker was triple teamed down low, mm-hmm. the ball gets stripped on the late possession, and then uh, Milwaukee goes the, it other goes way. the other way. Goes the other way, gets the alley oop dump. Instead, and to Milwaukee's credit, instead of pulling it out and playing the foul game, which I think everybody thought they were going to do, mm-hmm. they just they, they they just went aggressive. Giannis in the middle of the floor, easy alley oop, and that 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 put the game. Even with Milwaukee missing free throws, and I think the missing free throws thing could still be a problem for the Bucks, but. There's a razor-thin edge of physicality in the backcourt that I think has been a difference in the last two games. Not that game three is a throwout. Milwaukee wanted big. You know, it didn't really matter. That was a game the Bucks were going to have. But in pivotal games where the Suns could have had game four and could have had game five, I think there have been specific possessions where those two guards have been able to do just a little bit more than the Suns guards have and on key possessions in competitive basketball games, it's little things like that that matter, and that's the one area where the Suns are going to have to grow up fast. Yes, I was talking with Nate during the uh, game yesterday, and this was also kind of the epitome to me of a hollow stats game, and here's what I mean by that. DeAndre Ayton didn't have much of an impact out there, but you look at the stat sheet and he had 20 and 10. Chris Paul, I thought, was much the same. You look at Chris Paul's numbers, 17 and 11, one turnover, but it didn't feel impactful. It only The only guy that really felt like they were doing it, he was doing what he was supposed to do was Devin Booker. And I think this was a game where you almost had to watch it because the stats, to me, didn't exactly play out. I mean, if you're, if you're thinking before, okay, well, DeAndre Aiden's going to get you 20 and 10, Chris Paul gets you 17, 11, and one turnover, awesome. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. It didn't feel like that. Well, more so. I mean, the Suns scored 119 points. Mm-hmm. That's enough to win an NBA championship mm-hmm. game. Uh, and, and and But it was four points less because defensively they couldn't get stops. What I think is kind of happening here is that in three key positions, the Paul would be different from a veteran standpoint if Paul was healthy. I think the wrist is more serious than we think. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. General quick examples here. I am a kind of geek when it comes to, of all things, grip strength. Mm-hmm. I think grip strength is the most... When you most, think of John Schuster, you, you think you, of yes, grip strength. You certainly do. Yes. I, I, I could crush throats right now. I've seen Just it. thinking yes. about it, and Nate's seen and it And it's a action. good thing that we are both yeah. a little bit out That's of right. arm's That's right, right. You need reach. to keep out of arm's reach because the grip strength, it could be done. For sure. And then you're not doing a podcast anymore. You're not talking about Bilt Bar. You're not talking about the newsletter. I just got an email from rockauto.com. Hold on, hold on to that you're not, I, 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 You know, all of those things you're not discussing because of grip strength. They just snap. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
One of the things we talk about a lot in the NBA are these 50-50 balls. Right. Okay. You know, loose balls. But I think if you're strong, if you have, if you're strong in the grip, you can change that a little bit to 55-45, 60-40, maybe 65-35. A lot of those loose balls you're going to get because you're a little stronger grip strength-wise. I think Chris Paul has really good grip strength and gets a lot of steals and a lot of loose balls and extra possessions as a result of that. And I think the wrist injury is hindering his ability to do that. It's a problem. Beyond that, then you have two other guys, Booker, who's young and still not fully developed, Aiton, who's very developed but younger mm-hmm. than Milwaukee's counterpart. And, um, and in those two possessions, all of a sudden, you have three guys who maybe have a little bit more veteran understanding a little bit more physical maturity, and in these late-game possessions in the last two minutes, those things have clearly come to light, and I think obviously it's been a problem for Phoenix. All right, one thing uh, that everything everybody out there needs to know about is we've talked about it before, traveling. Now, you two have gone on road trips before, right? That's correct. Absolutely. I don't know about Nate. Nate says he has. I mean, no, you guys have gone on road trips together. You guys? Yes. Yeah, that's right, we have. All right, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me ask you this. Now, the place you were going, you probably don't want to get broken down at, but you know what? Have you ever been in Colorado City, Arizona? Damn right you don't want to get broken down in Colorado City, Arizona. Anywhere in between Las Vegas and uh, your old stomping grounds of Kingman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of no man's land. That's no man's, But let me ask you this, Nate. Before, what did you know about Rock Auto, and when did you first hear about Rock Auto? I first heard about Rock Auto on some guy's podcast. Must have been a great podcast. I don't remember. It was something locked or loaded or something. It might have been a locked on podcast. Yeah. All right. It might have been. I'll tell you what, though. If you guys had broken down in Colorado City and you had nowhere around, you're going to want to have that rock auto number. and You're going to want to have that in your speed dial. Am I right? Yes. Absolutely. You you need to have equipment. Yeah. Now, the thing is, and let's, let's be honest. RockAuto.com is not going to come out to you and pick up your car in Colorado City. So what you need to do in advance is have the part beforehand. You need to be prepared and get your car Scout, into baby. optimum position like an Eagle Scout which on Nate the road. Which Nate Rady is. Which Nate Rady is. When you're an Eagle Scout on the road, and one you've of the already things got you do, Rock Auto at your Exactly, at your disposal from a preparation standpoint, that's what you're doing. You're fixing the car before you go on the road. Mm-hmm. You're not hoping that the car survives when you're trying to, I don't know, drive to Durango or something. And you're basically saying and you're basically basically saying to yourself, you know what? Car car uh, car deficiencies bring it because mm-hmm. I got Rock Auto at my back. Boom. And that's what I'm saying. And so what if you plan on going to Colorado City again? I'll say this. I don't want to speak for either one of you two, but I'm I'm imagining you're gonna be looking at some Rock Auto before you go there. Yes. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, guys. So let's get into the uh, second. Let's get into the second. Uh, uh, the second stanza here, and let's talk a little game six. Nate, John Schuster's already gone on record saying that he still thinks the Suns are going to win this series. He's not worried. Now he's sweating a little bit mm-hmm. upstairs, but that's not because he's worried. What? It's because it's humid in Tucson. Nate, you watched the whole. Yes, that probably has something to do with it. <laughs> Nate, you watched the whole game. What did you? Uh, what do you think? Where do the Suns go from here? It's really hard to tell. I have forgotten that that was a one-possession game yeah. in the last 10 seconds until the previous segment. I was like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. The Suns could have tied it there. I don't know why. I, I had... Well, because it felt like a 10- or 12-point yeah. game in the third and most of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, so then you start playing that game in your head like, well, they almost won 
the two of the the two most recent games. Could they win? Yeah. They could win game six. Now let me ask you this. They could win. Will they win, Nate? Chips are down. BetOnline.ag is our next ad, and that's that's where you would go to place a bet. And, you know, Nate Rady, probably not a huge gambler, but a guy that I think has can kind of see through, you know, some of the trees to see the whole forest. What does Nate Rady project? This one's hard because both teams are so inexperienced. In the finals, you just wonder, you get in that closeout mode and wonder if the Bucks are going to be able to do it. I and how the Suns are going to feel being desperate. I, I think the Suns might pull it out. Rally, are you rallying the Valley in? I'm going to... I hate that. I hate, <laughs> well, I, I, added well my, I added words to rally the Valley. I wouldn't rally we, in the Valley. Can we in. expand the Valley? Can okay. I make a plea with the Suns? This is why... <laughs> what is the plea? We're going off on a tangent. <laughs> That's all right. Yes, tangent. no, this is... the thing? One of the many... There's a whole plethora of reasons why I've never fell in love with the Phoenix teams. And one of them is they're seemingly abandoning the rest of the state, especially the southern part of the state. Mm-hmm. And the rally to valley thing annoys me in that respect. Because it because it's specific to Phoenix. Yes. And it's not specific to Flagstaff or Prescott or Yuma or Tucson. As opposed to the other, I've just used the example of the team I watch every game of, which is Utah, which is another team where they're the only pro team in the state. And they have the state in their, on their court mm-hmm. and all that. They're, they're, the arches are part of their logo yeah. color in, in, in Moab. Yeah, it's an interesting take. But all that being said, I think... Here, here are... Nate, six. Nate, I think, brings up an interesting point here in regards to being good late in games. We act like because the winning team won, they were the team... They, they, they were just unstoppable late. Milwaukee was, what, under 50% from the foul line? And you know another thing about Milwaukee, too, where I think that, uh, honestly, if I were to vote for the uh, finals MVP, I think I'd vote for Chris Middleton. And here's my reason why. Giannis Antetokounmpo, some people struggle with that name. It's not that difficult. Giannis can't shoot free throws. He just can't. He wanted no part of those free throws at the end of the game. He just didn't want And if you noticed in game five, or excuse me, in game four, it was Middleton they gave the ball to to close that game out. It wasn't Giannis. So they're the 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 Bucks. I think are privileged in that they have somebody like that that can close out games where you know uh, Antetokounmpo can do his thing for the first three and a half quarters, whatever the case may be. But what was disappointing about to me in this game though is that I like the Suns in a close game, but we see this all the time. If you get down so much and then you have to spend the entire time fighting back. You have no margin for error. So, yes, the Suns fought back, mm-hmm. but, you know, like you guys just talked about, you know, basically when Devin Booker gets the ball stripped from him, you have no margin for error. You've got to score there, otherwise you're not going to win the game because of the hole that you put yourself in. Yeah, I think there are two. They're, 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 they're both very young teams, and there are two areas of frustration. I don't think either of these teams are good-laden games. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a weird thing right. to say. Consider, Milwaukee had, what, a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. And the Suns cut that lead to a single possession game, which means that the Bucks clearly weren't doing their job. Right. In game four, the Suns had, what, an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter? Right. And couldn't hold on. Right. So it, it's not exactly like either of these teams have been particularly impressive late. Milwaukee, I think, has just been a little bit more physical in a possession here and a possession there, and that's been enough. 
And there were obviously stretches earlier on. You, you know, you shouldn't blow an 18-point lead. In the NBA, now it happens because everyone shoots threes and right. possession's a lot more limited than uh, they used to, and you can get back into games fast. But, you know, up until, what, two and a half quarters, from quarter two until about the early portion of the fourth quarter, the Bucks shot, what, 70% from the floor? Right. Phoenix couldn't stop and, and that And that's the thing, too, is that it just felt like, and, you know, I think Nate's shoulders are probably sore from me saying what the <laughs> heck's going on during this game. <laughs> Nate can speak for that, yes. And But when you're making over 50% of your threes and you're leaving guys who can't do anything except shoot threes wide open in the corner, Pat Connaughton, you might want to guard him at some point. He's not going to drive to the hoop. Um, you're going to leave yourself open to that. Now... Here's where the hammer meets the anvil. Oh, boy. Steve. Yeah, it really was. All right. So Nate thinks that these Phoenix Suns are going to win the next game, correct? Game yes. six. All right. That's my way. John Schuster's on record saying that the Suns are going to win the series, so I would assume you like them to win the next game. Yeah, it's probably uh, – let me hedge on that a little bit. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> now, I don't know that I don't know that BetOnline.ag has something no. for if they lose this game, but they still win the series. <laughs> they still win the series. Yeah. Now, but that's a heck of a bet. But, but if, if there, there is, is a place, it'd be BetOnline.ag. <laughs> that's a heck of a bet. Yeah. One of, the thing that concerns me, I think, the most in Game 6 is the emotional factor. If Milwaukee gets hot in the second or third quarter and gets a big lead at and being home, at home, that's a problem because then Phoenix forces it. Right. Because they know they're up against it, they're desperate, they start making mistakes. And then that's the type of thing where I could see it being a four-point game or a six-point game and it balloons up to 18 and then you're pretty much coasting home with the celebration. That's the thing Phoenix has to avoid. All right, so here's my final prediction. And again, I probably won't live tweet next game because Game five's live tweeting didn't work out the way that I had hoped. But I'm going to go the Phoenix Suns 102, the Milwaukee Bucks 95. We head back to the state of Arizona, not the Valley, the state of Arizona, for an all-important Game 7, which you could also count as a must-win for both teams. Yeah, I think you could. Right. For Nate Rady, John <laughs> Schuster, have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back with you, hopefully talking about a Suns Game 6 victory and going on to a must-win Game 7. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.